Hello and welcome to Connected, episode 487. It's made possible this week by ZocDoc and Squarespace. My name is Stephen Hackett, and I'm joined by Mr. Mike Hurley. Hello, Stephen Hackett. My name is Mike Hurley, and I'm joined by Federico. Federico. <laughs> Federico. <laughs> I'm joined by Federico Fadigi. Hi, Federico. Hello, Stephen Hackett. Hello, Mike Hurley. It is me, Federico. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> the, the week after I said I don't want to hear any variations of your name, I just but, I absolutely yeah. butcher it. You, you, it. you really it's did. Fine. It's fine. Yeah, I crashed hard into <laughs> your name. Uh, I apologize. Uh, it's a big week. We have Emoji to name. We have uh-huh. Apple versus the EU. We have Vision Pro reviews. But first... We have follow-up, and we should uh, wish each other happy birthday, Mike. Happy birthday, Federico. Happy birthday, OTJ. Happy birthday, everyone. No, it's this is the traditional Stephen and Mike birthday week. It's bang in the middle. Stephen's birthday uh, was a couple of days ago on the 28th. Yeah, mm-hmm. and mine is tomorrow, the 31st. Uh, so it is that time again. Happy birthday, everyone. Yeah, Mike is turning 26 tomorrow, yep. so... Uh, and Stephen yeah. just turned sixty-five. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. Um, well, yeah, happy birthday. We Thank bought you. each other the same gift. Basically, yeah, yeah, we did. I bought Stephen the uh, iPhone ten grid frame thing. Ooh. You know the grid frames? Yeah, it's because it's also the tenth year of Relay. So I was like, oh, that's like a that's a, on theme. Okay, two gifts in one, mm-hmm. and. I uh, received my gift from Steven yesterday, uh, and Adina watched me open it, and she, she was like, you look very happy, big smile on my face. Steven bought me the grid of the iPhone 6 Plus, Ooh, plus a.k.a. Gob. the Mike was right phone. Exactly. Made me very happy. Made me very yeah. happy. And I, did, I didn't know what you had gotten me when I ordered your gift. That's what's funny about this. And it's very good. I opened your gift to me, and I was like, oh, look what we did. Mm-hmm. Steven, do you have the grid with all the enamel pins, or did I misremember that? I do have that. Uh, Mary gave me that last year, I think. Because I was thinking about buying you one of those, but yes, you ha- I, you have one. And so that was why I didn't do that, and then I went and then I was like, oh, the iPhone 10, that's the one to do. I do. I do have one. So yeah, cool happy too. birthday. Happy birthday, everyone. Listener Randall, listener Randall wrote in uh, asking, <laughs> where have you all landed on watchOS 10, specifically the side button and the loss of the old dock? I found widgets to be a good replacement. They are glanceable, and I use them to get my favorite apps quickly. Curious what y'all think. Yeah. Um, still hate the button change never use widgets and for the past few days i've been looking into uh just out of curiosity like does fitbit still exist um oh, no yeah it's um, going well basically is what you're no, saying no but sylvia has been asking me about like hey so sylvia brought up this idea of like you know what like i don't really use um the apple watch much after all like are there any alternatives that are smaller so it all started with this question that sylvia mm. had like are there smaller smart watches and so and i started doing some research and and i realized that not only is fitbit still around but they have some pretty cool looking more slim devices like the charge six 
looks pretty neat. Uh, now, I'm not going to get a Fitbit for myself, but I think it's interesting. Uh, all this to say, I keep, I'm at the point where I really dislike the changes of watchOS 10, and I still find myself wanting the Apple Watch to do more than it does. Like, I don't know, give me a watch with a camera, give, give, give me like more things that I can do with the watch. But Randall, um, I landed where I was months ago. I dislike the changes in watchOS 10. Are you talking about Fitbit? I was reminded a few days ago, I think on threads, someone posted a picture of the jawbone up. Oh gosh. Which is like <laughs> yeah. the peak of fitness tracking. Yeah. Yeah. It was that and the like the Nike fuel band. It, it yes. was a real showdown the back Nike in the day. Fuel band. Yeah. Yes. These were these were good products that we pour one out for. We'll mm-hmm. never see something like this again mm-hmm. because everyone wants to put a screen on everything now. Um, I will say well, probably the opposite. I've I really like widgets. I use them a lot. Um, I, I'm the only thing that I miss is like the quick access to certain applications, and so I use the multitasking for that because usually I only use like four apps on my Apple Watch, so like they're always kind of there, just not in the order that I want. I've gotten pretty used to the side button too. Like I I do kind of wish I could do something else with it, but I use the widgets a lot, and the, most of the things that I want are in the widgets, and then I have one of those like widget launcher things at the bottom right where it's got like the th- three apps that i want to open yeah yep and between all of that like i i'm, I'm pretty good of it like um uh, I, I think i dig it i think i dig watch os 10 i still want uh some sort of wristband that does everything the apple watch does but without yes. a screen but yes i don't yes I'm never gonna get it because yeah, i'd like I've to wear on that dream a different watch but still track all my stuff but i kind of want to i I kind of want Apple to make a smart ring. Yeah. <laughs> now the smart rings are sort of a thing after CES. Yeah, uh, yeah that idea of like an, an, uh, a display-free Apple tracker, mm-hmm. uh, that idea speaks to me more and more, I think. Yeah. Because the thing is, I really don't want to give up the safety, the peace of mind that the Apple Watch gives me with the heart rate sensor and you know the sleep tracking and just being, being, just being aware that there's an Apple accessory that checks on me. Like I, I don't want to give up on that. But increasingly, uh, uh, I, don't, I don't know if maybe watchOS 10 was sort of a, the catalyst of this. Uh, I, I used to use it more. And I'm sure there's a component of that that is it used to be easier for me to check on a couple of apps that I use a lot on the watch and now it's harder to open those apps. So I'm sure there's an element of that somewhere. Uh, but like I said, I'm not going to get a Fitbit, but Silga might. So hmm. we'll see. You guys know that I tried the Aura Ring last year? You did? You did? Yeah. No. I forgot. I, yeah. I, Either I forgot. No, this or I didn't isn't. Know this. No, you didn't forget. He didn't tell us. <laughs> yeah, for like no, a month. There was no forgetting here. How was it? Uh, so I, I've had my wedding band tattooed on my hand for years. So I haven't worn an actual ring in a long time. That was the weirdest part for me is having something on my hand again. Okay. But it was like I really just came to the, down to it. Like I want everything in one place, and at least a year ago, some stuff worked with Apple Health better than others with the Aura Ring. And um, so I ended up going back to the the Apple Watch and returning mm-hmm. it. But I, every once in a while, I'm like, yeah, maybe I should have given that more time. Maybe I should have given it uh, a better shot. But hmm. what I really want is that Apple band so much. Just, just do it, Apple. Come on. They're never going to do it. 
I mean, like my my thing of like there could be all these products and stuff like the Aura Ring. There's stuff like that, right? Fitbits, whatever. My issue is it's not going to go into the rings, and I like the rings. Yep. You know, yeah, at least it doesn't go the way that I want it to. So, Sasha wrote in. I wear makeup every day, as many people do. I always try to avoid uh, the situation where makeup rubs off onto my clothes. I guess the light shield on the Vision Pro may look pretty gruesome if I used the has- mm. headset. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yep. <laughs> There's no yes. way around that. The answer is yes. It's going to be bad. I-, I think so. And I thought about that watching. We'll get to them. But you know, I think we all watched a bunch of review videos today for the Vision Pro. And especially watching uh, MKBHD's video unboxing it, the whole thing is like white and cloth and like light gray. And it's all very clean and pristine. And all I could think about, in addition to this comment, but just like generally, this thing may look really grungy in a year. Oh, like think how dirty your Apple Watch bands get. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's, it's going to be gross. It's going to be gross. I wonder who's going to be the first uh, third-party manufacturer to make a, a makeup-resistant um, <laughs> Vision Pro compatible light seal. Mm-hmm. And ba- and like <laughs> bands, like there's going to be. I, I'm looking forward to the um, the different bands that people will make. Like I'm, I'm like a I'm big pretty, leather one. I'm, like, I'm thinking like just different um, ways of attaching it to you. You know, mm. uh, maybe stuff that has like maybe more counterbalancing in. And like I'm intrigued to see what what people make like when when this thing is available and people can kind of like mm-hmm. tool around with it and come up with yeah. some stuff you know real time follow up aura now makes a because everyone does a brush titanium ring okay oh there you go Sh- should we try the aura rings <laughs> no <laughs> as a group <laughs> no <laughs> what do you sure. want to make this like a, a, a what is what was that show where like all the kids have rings you know what, what I'm talking what? about? Like, no. There was no. like a cartoon show. Kids have where, rings. Super Friends? It is like, maybe. I don't know. I don't remember. You know, like the, you know, the rings, you turn the rings. And Captain like, Planet and the Planeteers? It probably was Captain Planet. Yeah, it was probably Captain I Planet. I have never heard of this uh, in my life. Maybe maybe that's it. But like, that's going to be us. We're going to be like a little, like a band of having our little rings. Hmm. Yeah, I don't want to do it. I mean, if you guys want to do it, I mean, Steve, clearly Stephen already has Federico. I rec- I like welcome it, but I'm not. I don't mm. want to wear one of these things. Let me mm. just read this a little bit. Our world is in peril. Gaia, mm-hmm. the spirit of the Earth, can no longer stand the terrible destruction plaguing the planet. She sends five magic rings to five special young people. Oh, I thought it was from the Aura website. Power okay. of the Earth, <laughs> power of fire, power of wind, power of water. And most importantly, the power of heart. When the five powers combine, they summon Earth's greatest champion, Captain Planet. Go, Captain, Planet! Captain Planet. Planet. He's a hero. The power is yours. Captain Planet. Okay. So we got that so, covered. Okay. So who would win in a fight between Captain Planet and the Mother Earth that Apple showed in the video? I mean, Captain Planet is a superhero, so... Mm. It's true. This show had six yeah. seasons. How? Captain Planet ruled, but it was terrible. Like, Captain Planet is one of these things where, like, it just, they had, like, a different view of what being environmentally friendly was, right? And and it was, like, personal responsibility was its kind of vibe, which, you know. Uh, Gaia was voiced by Whoopi Goldberg, so. Okay. Cool. And he, uh, Captain Planet had a green mullet. Who doesn't? I mean, it's, okay. it's very much in uh, 
Because like to give you the idea of what I'm saying about a different time, like they made Captain Planet plastic action figures. Think about that. Okay. Mm. You know, it was a different good, time. Take that, Mother Earth. For env- <laughs> obviously, good for the environment. Um, <laughs> it was a different time. Man. <laughs> um, I have a very small piece of follow-up that I have uh, that I have labeled for now. Mike may be right, okay. uh, so it's not a definitive uh, assessment of Mike's level of correctness. Um, so Mike may be right. Um, I am trying, and this has been going on for the past twenty-four hours. I'm trying to see if Mike was or wasn't right about using the iPhone without a case. Um, Uh. Yeah, it's been, I got to tell you, I just uh, yesterday, I decided, you know what, I'm going to, you know, spice things up a little bit here with this iPhone and I'm going to take out the case and I'm going to use the iPhone without a case. It's maybe a silly thing, but there's something about using the iPhone without the case that makes me, of all things, makes me appreciate the display more. And I think it's the lack of the sort of edges of the case around it. Uh, Uh The fact that it's like a flush display, almost edge to edge on the 15 Pro Max, that it makes me appreciate the phone's screen more. That's what I've noticed so far. Um, I dislike the lack of peace of mind uh, that no, basically knowing that I will damage this device um, somehow at some point if I keep doing this. Um, but so far, like it, it, I look at it like right now it's, it's on my anchor cube charging and I'm looking at the display and I'm like, that's a really cool display in a way that I wasn't appreciating it as much before when you put a case around it. Well, I'm happy that you're living free, you know? Well, like I said, like I said, it's just you know, don't don't count this good. as a victory. Yeah, I, I haven't yet because you haven't decided, but it feels yeah. good. It just feels good. Yeah. So this is the first installment of this maybe mini MMBR series. Mike may be right. We'll <laughs> see if Mike may be right about other <laughs> things in the future. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's that's my update so far. Oh God. Welcome back to the quizzes, the quiz show within a podcast where I, Mike Hurley, quiz my connected co-hosts randomly and by surprise on a variety of varying subjects. As happened last year, the quizzes has eaten the Jeremy's <laughs> and has absorbed the Jeremy's inside of the quizzes. So here we are. It's time for the Jeremy's. What are the Jeremy's inside of the quizzes, you may ask? <laughs> Oh my god. It's where it's where we take a look at the new emoji that have been added to iOS and Federico has to try and guess the names. This year there are six emoji. <laughs> There's not a lot of emoji. So to be fair, they have added many more, but they are not like really things worth trying to get Federico to guess. Like they added a selection of family emoji that are just outlines and it's just like various combinations of the word adult and child like for example there is one emoji that is called family adult adult child child there's just no point in having federico guess that also there is a selection of emoji that were moving in one direction and now they have them moving in the other direction Mm. uh so person facing right and person facing left so it's the peanut butter peanut butter peanut butter release peanut butter bread bread. basically Mm. yeah so but there are six emoji that are new with new designs we haven't had them before they're like brand new things that is what we're going to be quizzing federico on and here is where the quizzes 
take the Jeremy's and make it part of the game. So we are currently, this year, as you remember, we reset scores every year. Uh, the scores for 2024 is Steven is at 300 points in the quizzes and Federico is at 100 points in the quizzes. Well, today, we're going to slightly adjust the possible points available. Like, so last time we did this, uh, there was a five and 10 points on the line for what we'll get to in a minute. I'm going to change it because there's so few emoji. It would make the game kind of inconsequential if the maximum points scored were available with just 60. <laughs> it doesn't really mm-hmm. seem that great. So for every emoji that Federico gets correct, he will score... 15 points. Whoa. Okay. For every emoji Federico gets wrong, Steven scores 20 points. What? No. Well, okay. He didn't do do anything to deserve those points. Let's talk about this. Whoa, whoa. Hang on a second. Last time we did this, it was because it was just more likely that Federico was going to get them correct. So what if this time we just even it out at 20 and 20? That's what we're going to do. So Federico, you get 20 points if you, say, if you get the name correct. Steven gets 20 points if you get it wrong. Mm. Last time as well, there was, a, there was a bet put on the line that I don't know if either of you, if, like, if you want to get into this time, where if Federico got 80% of them correct, we doubled his points. Mm. Okay. I'll take that But bet. again, but like, you'll take that? Yeah. Let's live. It's only January. There's plenty of time. Let's let's live it up. It didn't go in the other direction, though. So (laughs) we'll do that again. So, Federico, if you get 80% correct, which I'll do the math in a minute, uh, then you'll get double points at the end of it. Hang on, that's 80% of six. Four? Probably. Uh, (laughs) 4.8. I'm going to say four. Federico, if you get four correct, you'll get double points. Okay. Okay. So there's a lot. A lot of points on the line here, right? Let's this do will this. Come back to heart, you, Stephen. Um, so, okay. And I will say, for the sake of it, I am getting the names of these emoji from Emojipedia. Okay. And I, as Quizzy Master, will decide how correct I will want you to be, Federico. Okay. Okay. So we start right. top left. Top left. Okay. So I'm looking at this image, six emoji. Start top left. Okay. So. What I'm looking at is, so um, the first one is very similar to the second one. Um, So I think I got to understand the first one. And if I get it wrong, I still have the other one. So I'm looking at, uh, this is not the name that I'm going to give. I'm looking at a head. So these are two heads. One is saying no and the other is saying yes. However, I don't think that Apple will, or that the Unicode Consortium will will label this like saying yes or saying no. These are heads shaking. Now, are they shaking left or right? or, Or are they shaking horizontally? Like what terminology are they using? I'm going to go with this first one. Head shaking horizontally. If there's one thing Federico Fatici knows, it is the way that the Unicode Consortium thinks. <laughs> because this emoji is called head shaking horizontally. That's yes. 20 points for Federico. Okay. Okay. So assume so if that's correct, then the second one would be head shaking vertically. Would you believe it? 
No. That is correct. That's correct. Okay. <laughs> Can you imagine oh if they were like oh heads saying yes? <laughs> oh my God. So, <laughs> so the third one is interesting because uh-huh. obviously in mythology, this is a phoenix. However, I think there's a catch here because I don't think, knowing these folks, I don't think they would just label an emoji phoenix because it could, it could be confused with the city. Phoenix, Arizona, I want to say. Um, right? You got to think how they think. So they need to add some kind of descriptor. Now, they wouldn't say red or orange Phoenix because it's a gradient of color in this little emoji. So they're going to they're going to they're going to use some kind they're going to have a descriptor for the kind of cre- creature that it is. And my thinking is that obviously a phoenix in mythology it's it's a bird that rises from the ashes. Now, I don't think they're going to call it like flaming bird. I don't think they're going to I think they're going to call it phoenix. I'm going to go with Phoenix Bird. So this emoji is just called Phoenix. Oh, my God. And I th- I think I can't give it to you because you, oh was, you were there. Just called Phoenix? It's just called really? Phoenix. They yep. did it? You, over- you overthought it. That's 20 points for Steven. Okay. You overthought it. You okay. see, this is where, like, you know, you 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 flew like a phoenix, I guess, too close mm. to the sun on that mm. one. And I caught on fire. You um, caught on fire. You were a regular bird, <laughs> and you went to. I think that's how the phoenix works. It was a regular okay. bird. And it went too okay, high and okay. caught on fire. I'm pretty that, sure. That's, all right. What happened? Yeah. Yeah. Emoji number four. So, number four. So, okay. So I'm looking at this by the color alone. I think this is a piece of lime. Could it be a piece of lemon? Because, I mean, I'm looking at it and it's green. And it looks like a piece of lime. Is it lime or lemon? And is there a lemon emoji already? Like, is this a slice of lime or a slice of lemon? You tell us. green. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure if I, I'm not sure if you're actually asking me these questions or are we just talking. Hey, I think he's like asking it's, the universe. It's, yeah. I'm asking the universe. He's I'm looking asking, to the phoenix and he's asking look, the question. The phoenix bird. Um, so this is lime. You're correct. That is lime. Ooh. I'm very happy they've added a lime emoji. Like it's yes. it's something that's been missing for a long time. There's and a I lemon also emoji like, already, right? There is a lemon emoji, but the okay. lemon emoji is just a lemon. So I'm actually happy they added the lime emoji and it's a wedge because then they visually look more different rather than just like, oh, it's the green lemon. So. Mm-hmm. Okay. N- number four, I mean, it's a mushroom, okay? So it is a mushroom. D- d- do I need to call it anything else? Um I'm just going to go with mushroom because I have no idea. I'm afraid, Federico, there is already an emoji called mushroom. And what is this? Brown mushroom. Oh, my God. So currently, you have got three correct. You have 60 points. Steven has 40 points. You have the opportunity to double your points. It rides on this last one, the sixth and final emoji. If you get this correct, you will get 160 points total. So this is uh, the emo- there's a there's a 
So this is a, a broken version of an existing emoji. There is an existing emoji. This is a chain. It's My only concern is that it's also used in some contexts for a link, right? So it could be an emoji for a broken link, but it mm. could also... It, ju- it just might as well be like a broken chain. <laughs> Wouldn't a broken link emoji be like a man doing like road work? <laughs> <You> know, like, <laughs> website under construction, you know? <laughs> uh, how else would I... Like, this is this is a chain. And it's... I mean, they're, they're, they're doing the little signs to show you that it's like... I'm going to go with broken chain. At the end of... The Jeremy's for 2024. Steven scores 40 points. Federico scores 160 points. It is broken chain. (laughs) You got four out of six correct, Federico. Congratulations. You are the emoji whisperer. And that brings our total scores for the quizzes in 2024 to Steven with 340 points. Federico closing the gap with 260 points. Good points, Hall, Federico. I'm coming for you, Stephen. And now I will say, Unicode Consortium, more emoji, please. Six Mm -hmm. emoji? What's going on? What are you doing? Mm -hmm. What's going on? They just don't make them like they used to. They really don't. Out of all of these, I feel like lime was, and excuse the pun, the lowest hanging fruit here. Like, I don't think I needed a phoenix emoji, but the lime, like you said, Mike. No, I, I, I genuinely don't know why there is a phoenix emoji. I don't, I don't know what that is for. I, like, I don't know who asked for it. I'm sure somebody did. I'm sure I could find the paperwork, but like, I don't really need to know. But, you know, why is this here? This episode of Connected is brought to you by ZocDoc. Are you the person in your family who has a reputation for treating yourself to nice things, maybe a new bag? Maybe a Vision Pro. Well, if you treat yourself to the top options with everything in life, why settle for finding a doctor? It is your health after all. That's where ZocDoc comes in. ZocDoc is the place where you can find and book tens of thousands of top-tier doctors, all with verified patient reviews. So don't settle. Go for the best and find the right doctor for you. With ZocDoc, you've got more options than you know. ZocDoc is a free app and website where you can search and compare highly rated in-network doctors near you and instantly book appointments with them online. Once you find the doc you want, you can book with them immediately, no more awkwardly waiting on hold. And all of these doctors have verified reviews from actual real patients. We're talking about booking appointments with tens of thousands of top-rated, patient-reviewed, credible doctors and specialists. You can filter specifically for ones who take your insurance, are located near you, and treat basically any condition you're searching for. The typical wait time to see a doctor booked on ZocDoc is between 24 and 72 hours. That's it. You can even score same-day appointments. We recently had a change in our health insurance situation at home, and we had to find a couple of new doctors, and ZocDoc is a great tool for that. Go in, search for things, but those reviews really came in clutch, knowing what actual people think about the service they received, about the people they saw. uh, It's super important, and it really means that you can tangibly see the quality of these doctors. I think it's awesome. So go to ZocDoc.com slash connected and download the app for free, then find and book a top-rated doctor today. Once again, that's ZocDoc, Z-O-C-D-O-C, 
ZocDoc.com slash connected. Our thanks to ZocDoc for sponsoring the show and Relay FM. Have either of you heard of the European Union? Is it a country? I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not, not sure. But there is this thing out there called the European Union. And it has a thing within it called the European Commission. And the European Commission created something called the Digital Markets Act. Mm. And that piece of paper is wreaking havoc. Mm. Well, if there's one thing I know is that Apple hates unions. So this seems <laughs> consistent. Oh, 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 there he goes. <laughs> there he goes. If I had a bell, I'd ding it. Um, I got a bell. Everybody, well, where ding. is it? Here it you is. have to turn on that feature in Zoom. We're not going to explain the DMA. We're not going to explain every, all the ins and outs of Apple's response, I think, because... One, I did it for uh, 90 minutes in Upgrade yesterday. Yeah, the longest chapter I've ever... <laughs> thank you. I've, I, I, it was a one hour and 26 minute chapter inside of the episode. I don't, I don't think I've ever had a chapter that long before. So read that. Uh, John did a really great uh, post on Mac Stories. Uh, you read that. I'll also put a link to John Gruber's article in the show notes as well. So like that, that's out there. You probably don't need to hear us talk about it anymore. But I am keen to hear what the two of you think about it. I think I'll start with you, Federico, because this actually, actually, truly can impact you. Whether mm-hmm. the rest of us as users would just look uh, either longingly or with side eye at it. Side loading eye, you mean? Well, I actually think you think you'll find it's called uh, alternative at marketplace. I oh yeah, yeah. that's yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so I th- wow. So it's it's a very complicated topic. Um, my my two cents right now on the on the politics of it is I don't think the European Union will be okay with parts of apple's proposal and especially i mean the 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 core technology fee Mm -hmm. i think that is the one aspect that apple will probably have to rethink because i think there's so many issues in in that fee that just do not play well with any kind of free or not not even necessarily open source app but just free apps that get more than one million users uh that may end up having to pay this very expensive monthly or annual i guess fees to apple so i think that that ctf part of the proposal doesn't really sit well with me and i'd be surprised if the european union accepts it but other than that um as a user so from that perspective from from the perspective that i know as a user i absolutely cannot wait to see what happens here um I think I will be in this weird scenario with my Apple ID where I will be using a US Apple ID, but my phone will recognize me as a European user. So I think I will be able, if my theory is correct, and Apple will use a bunch of signals to determine on your phone what is the identifiable region of your device, I think I will be able to access EU features with a US Apple ID. So I will be like a fake John Borges traveling to Europe. I know how they're doing it. How are they doing it? So they've created a new system called Country D, which is yeah. just hilarious. Huh. 
and country D. <laughs> country D. Country D. Country D. It's like D who just like listens to a different type of music and now they're country yeah. D, you know? Like they anyway. Uh it is taking four things into account to okay. identify a region for you. It is Let's your see. Apple ID billing address. Okay, so that's US. Your country location. Italy. The region set in settings. US. And the device class. Italy. So it's it's split for well, me sorry, right no, now. The device class is whether it's an iPhone or not, basically. Okay. Uh, well, hmm. interesting. We'll see. But I have no... I, so I, I expect you, with your current setup, it's going to think you are Amer- an American in Italy. An American so it, in you Italy. you will have the US app store. You will have to change those other two parts, like your region... Mr. And use your your uh, European yeah. Apple ID to to get side loading stuff. Mister Fake John Voorhees goes to Europe. That that would be my scenario. <laughs> OTJ goes to Europe. <laughs> uh, well, it's fake OTJ. It's not. It's fake. Actually, it's fake J. Just it's not OTJ. You know. Wait, because um, yeah, that would be like OFJ. Uh, <laughs> right. The one false John. The one false John. <laughs> one OFJ. false John. Oh, um, oh, but maybe if I just change my region setting in settings to Italy, that will be three against one in country D. You know, yeah. if if they I just have no idea if they just do that calculation, like how many factors weigh against this being an American person or a European citizen with a, a U.S. Apple ID? I don't know. We'll see. Mm, I bet the Apple ID billing address is the key. Really, you think so? Yeah, because like. If you change, if you're in Italy and change your region to Italy, like it still doesn't knows. matter. It doesn't yeah. matter. We'll it see. doesn't change. It doesn't change it. the The region setting it only really changes like how time is displayed, and like I still can keep using the U.S. App Store. So anyway, that we'll get to that when yeah. when we'll see. But I think I absolutely cannot wait, uh, especially for browsers for non-WebKit browsers. Um, I think this it'll be great to finally have some choice in terms of not, not having to use WebKit and being able to use Chromium, being able to use other engines uh, with actually browsers that are not just reskins of Safari. Um, being able to do even small things like... Um, you know, install extensions that are not available in Safari uh, on a on a mobile browser, uh, which is something that I cannot do right now. And of course, the third party uh, marketplaces. Um, you know, besides uh, assuming that Epic is going to do an Epic Game Store, uh, that seems pretty much a given at this point. They have said they're going to do one. They're doing exactly. The They've already announced the Epic Game Store. They've announced Fortnite will return. Yeah. On the Epic Game Store. I am fully expecting for actually like alternative app stores that include the kinds of apps that you just cannot get from the app store, like um, Dolphin, the Dolphin emulator for iOS. There is an iOS version of Dolphin that you can only install with uh, Alt Store, the semi-jailbreaking, it's not really jailbreaking method. Um, those uh, like emulators will be great to have on iOS from uh, relatively reputable sources based on Marketplace Kit. So that would be fantastic. How sick is it going to be to get a, yeah. like a 3DS emulator yes. on your uh, like iPhone Citra. with a backbone? On an, yes, you exactly. Know? Exactly. Um, 
so yeah, I am pretty happy about all of this. Uh, I know that it's not uh, in our circles. It's maybe not a popular take in the, especially in US centric media that like to poke fun at the European Union and their draconian laws and complexities. Uh, but I think it's actually great for us. And yeah. so, and and payment methods, um, you know, the, the, all this stuff, I am really happy with as a user. Um, I find it's funny because like they, you know, whenever I read on this uh, US-based blogs that, oh, when you travel to Europe, you are bombarded with GDPR notices and cookie consents. Like, yeah, we see those, but also we have a proper governmental entity that, you know, checks those things for us. And the benefit is like, you know, you get all these options and you get data portability. So there are plenty of things to there, like. there are cookie notices everywhere but mm -hmm. gdpr really did scare people like it scared companies into being yeah. smarter about how they handled data yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. so the one thing i wish the european commission would do is manage the communication around the laws different so like you mentioned it and lots of people are talking about like oh the european commission are not going to accept the ctf right this is something that people think right now the problem is then they're not telling this to apple right and from the way that I understand it, they won't tell them either. Like it will be solved in case law. So Apple will launch, right, the, the their proposal on March seventh, and then it will come after that that maybe somebody will try and uh, make a complaint to the European Commission. Then they will rule on whether the CTF should exist. That is the way I understand that this happens. I don't think that that is a effective like lawmaking process like i think it would make more sense if apple submitted this to the european commission and then they said yes or no rather than waiting to try and solve it in uh case law like I, I don't like if they are the ones asking for it i feel like they should be the ones judging it by apple making this submission like for everything that i've been able to understand is like this will just begin on March 7th and then we see what happens after that. Which just it just feels inefficient for everybody involved. Mm -hmm. But that is true. Yeah. Yeah, I th I think uh, to me the idea of a of a fee to Apple makes sense, but I think that there has to be some kind of um there has to be money involved to the developer too, right? Like then the idea of the core technology fee makes sense to me. Like because if an app is purely free and it's never going to make any money, it can't exist if it has to pay, mm -hmm. yeah. right? Um, although, again, right, like it still has to hit the million first. But I think it would scare people. People would be worried, right, that they would be very successful and like it wouldn't work for them. So, I feel like that with that amendment, I think it would be fine no. to me. Like that, if you have a business model, you you are aiming to make money, then you now owe Apple money as a licensing fee. Mm -hmm. What do you think, Stephen? Welcome to app development, by the way. Oh yeah, yeah. What a what a week. Uh, disclosure. <laughs> I said to Federico, I text Stephen during the week, and I was like, on last week's episode, we talk about like you know you're you're joining with David, and now you're like you're in this, and sometimes we're gonna have to talk about some stuff around app development, and then within those seven <laughs> days, <laughs> all of this happens is probably the biggest thing, Perfect. like from an effect in in maybe like the last ten years. Yeah, just just right in the deep end. Um, I, I will echo first uh, whether I've said other people have said the upgrade episode is really good. It's it's the the best explanation I've uh, 
mm-hmm. consumed over this. Thank you. And so thank you for your work on that. I know that it was basically your whole weekend, I think. So yeah, yeah. Uh, thank you for doing that. Something Jason said on that episode really jumped out at me. And it was the idea that there's a whiteboard somewhere at Apple's headquarters where they are drawing lines as close to the rules as they can. And that really resonated with me because reading through this, I mean, the fact that it took you so long to explain this and to walk through the various like ins and outs of it, but not even that, just like the amount of fine print, the amount of trade-offs developers have to consider is just, it feels like it's way more complicated than it needed to be. But that's because Apple is coloring as close to the lines as possible here. Mm -hmm. And I know that uh, there's been a lot of conversation around Apple's attitude towards third-party developers and, you know, is that coming to play in the Vision Pro? Like, I don't know. But it is clear that Apple is going into this as an unwilling participant in change. And that continues to be disappointing. I mean, the App Store was introduced in 2008. Uh, This year, uh, the App Store turns what? That's uh, 16 years old. And while there have been changes, the fundamental business setup is, is basically the same. And the world has changed around it in a way that makes it probably not tenable forever. Um, I, I do expect that other parts of the world will want this or other things. And we're going to continue to see a fragmentation of how iOS works, depending on mm-hmm. where you live or where your Apple ID thinks you live <laughs> in Federico <laughs> and John's cases. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's just messy. And I think at the end of the day, uh, a lot of developers that we know that whose apps that like we, you know, get, awards and our shows and trophies for Mac stories. Like a lot of indie developers aren't going to really consider this because the potential trade-offs aren't worth it or the risk of that core technology fee coming back to bite them is, is not worth it. But for companies like Epic who have a game store already on Android. Uh, yeah, of course they're going to do it. Um, there are questions, right? Be- because one of the stipulations is you can't have a one company store so Meta can't open a store with just its apps. And like so like what does that mean? Like will they lump in with somebody else? I suspect if we fast forward a year from now, there may be two or three reasonably sized third-party marketplaces out there, but the bulk of the business will still take place in yeah. Apple's App Store and you only go to those alternatives if something you want isn't available in Apple's mm-hmm. app store Be- because another condition of this is Apple's rules around what they do and don't allow in this, in their store in terms of content. So apps that include adult material or gambling or, you know, there's a list of things they don't approve. Apple can no longer, well, they can't enforce those rules in third party marketplaces. And so it may be that if you want something like that, you got to go elsewhere but I think for most people, most of the time, this probably isn't even going to make a big impact to them. And that I find interesting. Like we're going through all of this and the EU is is trying to make things more competitive, but I don't think it's quite there. And I think for most people, it'll just be business as usual and 
there'll be a, a few notable exceptions to that. Yeah. You mentioned Epic. Um, like the Epic Game Store, I don't believe they have one for Android. They, it's on PC. Right? Okay. But the, and I don't say that to correct you. It's more that just like they said it's coming to iOS. So to fit with these rules, they have to spin up like a bunch of agreements, right? Like yeah. they have to get other games, which may be very possible for them because they have lots of very good relationships. Um, but they have all of their own games and Epic own a bunch of games, which I hope some of them as well as Fortnite, but you might get Rocket League and some of the other games come to iOS. But they would need to bring external parties into mm-hmm. the system too, which I'm sure they would do because they have a system of which to do this, right? Like the Epic Game Store is like the App Store. It's like it's a competitor to Steam basically, right? People submit and also Epic pay to bring uh, people to the platform. But like it's kind of interesting that like they've said they're going to do this where they have like six weeks to like actually set up an entire system to allow for iOS games to try and join the platform. And also I imagine probably no one will want to do it. So maybe Epic's going to have to start cutting some checks for iOS as well as they do for PC. So it could Mm -hmm. be interesting. Because like if you're a game, especially if you're a game maker, like I don't, I don't know if it's like beneficial to do this right now. Mm -hmm. Unless again, like you're the type of game that doesn't exist on iOS because it can't. And then I would wonder, would Epic accept it in the Epic Game Store anyway? Like, I don't know. Yeah, who knows? Uh, I did want to ask the two of y'all what you think about the game streaming changes, because those are changes to the App Store globally. Mm. Uh, You two are like the people in my life I go to for gaming commentary. So what, Mike, if you could explain that rule change and maybe what the two of you think that's going to bring or or what it means. Mm. Well, uh, previously to to now, um, a service like Game Pass, so Xbox Game Pass, would be not impossible to have launched on iOS, but not simple either. Because what Apple wanted was, this is a pure streaming service, right? So there's no games actually being properly downloaded to a device. It's all played over the web, right? And you're streaming like it's game streaming from the cloud. What Apple wanted was for Microsoft to submit every title on Game Pass as individual games and you would download each one of them, which was just like completely went around the whole point of what Game Pass is, which is like, imagine basically if Apple said to Netflix, you have to submit every movie as an individual app, right? Like that's effectively what they were asking Microsoft to do. So Microsoft said they weren't going to do it. Apple's now said you can now submit a single app and essentially like you've got to still abide by the rules. So every game has to abide by the rules. They haven't really been super clear about if or how they're going to try and like, I think that, I think this is kind of like a, just don't mess around and we won't take you down. I think it's similar to how they would do a Netflix, right? Like, you know, cause they can't, they can't actually review all of the content on Netflix, right? There has to be a kind of like a mutually assured destruction kind of thing mm-hmm. with that. Hmm. I expect they'll do a similar thing with, with the game streaming services. Um, and that rolls out to everyone. It's available now. They, the rule is now available. They can do that. And they just have to make sure that the age rating for the highest rating on uh, of, of any game right so if they have a, a, a nc17 game that has to be the rating on the app store app for xbox game pass so i i think i saw a headline today i wish like i'm trying to find it now that microsoft seemed to be unhappy 
Um, but I think, again, yeah, it might have been about too. the core technology fee. Um, I, I'm not sure if it was about this, but as of right now, I don't think Microsoft has said one way or another as mm. to whether they would be willing to bring Game Pass. But I kind of feel like it would be very strange if they didn't, right? Like this is, this, they, yeah. it seems like they've gotten what they're asking for, but I don't believe you have to accept the new business terms to do this, but maybe you do. Maybe that's the problem. Like I, I actually don't, I don't know what their concern is. If I can find this article, I'll put it in the show notes though. Okay. So yeah, that's uh, changes coming with the DMA. This rolls out in March. And like you said, Mike, there it's very well, there may be additional changes as this gets uh, sorted out in, in courts and as other governments, you know, look at this and be like, oh, maybe we want something like that too. Mm-hmm. All right. I found what I was looking for. Um, basically, they are saying the core technology fee is not something that they agree with. And even the Xbox president says... Uh, we believe constructive conversations drive change. That Apple's new policy is a step in the wrong direction. So, they're, they're unhappy. I don't know if they're gonna um, what they're gonna do, but they seem to be unhappy about this because obviously they would like to be able to be free to do whatever they want. This episode of Connected is brought to you by Squarespace, the all-in-one platform for building your brand and growing your business online. With Squarespace, you stand out with a beautiful website, engage with your audience, and sell anything, products, services, and even the content you create. Squarespace has everything you need all in one place. Say that you're going to start a website covering the Vision Pro and Vision OS. Well, what are you going to need? You're probably going to want a blog. Uh, That's just built into Squarespace. You can turn that on. Supports RSS. You can have images, video embeds, all sorts of awesome stuff. And the Fluid Engine makes it really easy to unlock your creativity in laying out those posts and pages. Then maybe you're going to sell stickers. You can add products to your online store. They have all the tools you need to start selling online. And your customers get flexible payment options. So you can, of course, accept credit cards and PayPal, but also Apple Pay. And customers get the option to buy now and pay later with Afterpay and Clearpay. I love bidding on Squarespace because all these tools are in one place. You're not stringing a bunch of different things together. And it really is easy to make something that looks super professional and you're not becoming a web developer to do it. They have all those tools out of the box. So go to squarespace.com slash connected for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash connected and the code connected to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain name. Once again, that's squarespace.com slash connected and the code connected for 10% off your first purchase. Our thanks to Squarespace for the support of Connected and Relay FM. It is the day of Vision Pro reviews as we record this. We've got a bunch of links in the show notes, uh, MKBHD, The Verge, mm-hmm. Joanna Stern at the Wall Street Journal, I Justine, Brian Tong, lots of great stuff out there. And uh, I kind of wanted to hear from y'all like your sort of high-level takeaways um, let's start maybe with the unboxing experience and sort of how Apple presents it because that all looks super high end and super cool and super big, big box. <laughs> it's a big old box. <laughs> I'm sorry for anyone who's getting it shipped. Big old box. Yeah, it's a giant box. That thing is gonna cost me hundreds of dollars to get it shipped. I mean, look at that thing, right? Um, but it looks nice. It looks very nice. And there's a lot in the box, right? Like, 
we knew this already, but like there, there's just a lot of stuff, which I think is good because of how expect, expensive it is. So you want to have everything. And like, I actually am pretty pleased that they included the power adapter because it would have just been too many headlines, right? Like, it cost three, th- this $3,000 product didn't include a power <laughs> adapter. Would have been oh, every you should headline. write headlines. You should write headlines uh, I'll be for good other websites. That, yeah. You want me to do it for you? Sure, why not? You can be my Mike GPT. This app has that one trick. That's that's gonna be me. <laughs> good job, good job. Uh, no, I really like I really like uh, how all the different accessories are laid out, and I'm especially a fan of the design of the 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 carrying case. Even though it's giant, I really like the the white aesthetic. I think Stephen, you tweeted that it reminded you of like the Apollo era. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. That's. I was trying to. I was trying to understand what does this reminds me of, and it's that. So I agree that that design, um, sort of cushiony feel. Um, yeah, I, that I really dig. And also, isn't how it interesting? It's like it kind of. It, I like it too, but it really it sticks out. Like they don't make anything else that looks even remotely like this. No, they don't. Interesting. Um, and also the 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 what's it called? Like the the cover, the, like the front cover. Uh, I think that I'm gonna use a lot. Like when I leave the device, just sort of yeah. laying around around the house. Oh yeah. Uh, that I'm gonna use a lot. But I'm yeah. also looking forward to third party versions of both the case and the front cover. I think Neilai's review at the Verge was the the most. Uh, comprehensive. It's a written review and mm-hmm. uh, a video where Marquez and some others sort of set this up as like impressions unboxing. Um, I, d- I don't know which way is right, but um, I-, I do expect The Verge to revisit it uh, as as things evolve. The thing that jumped out at me, I think the most in his review was talking about pass-through. So this is the Vision Pro cameras capturing the space around you and feeding it into your displays. And he mentioned several times, like, you have the feeling you're looking through a camera. You're not necessarily looking at real life. And there's some trade-offs with that. And the most interesting one to me was that the Vision Pro only shows about half the colors we can see as actual humans. And I think in iJustine's video, like, at some point she's wearing a, a pink sweater or, like, long sleeve shirt. And the pink the camera sees on her versus the pink we see through the screen capture of the Vision Pro like they're different. Like it's not as vibrant. It's not as bright. And I just wonder how that's going to be. Like, is the world going to be a little bit muted? I'm uh, out of the three of us. I'm the only one who hasn't tried it. So maybe this wasn't as groundbreaking to y'all, but that definitely sort of caught my attention. From my demo, I remember that it was like a very nondescript kind of boring room. And now in hindsight, I kind of wonder if they didn't put any particularly colorful piece of furniture inside the room on purpose so that you wouldn't notice like, oh, wait, that bright pink or red color is kind of different. When I I believe there was like, it was a, a, a gray sofa and some very neutral yeah but that is also their color palette though right like it looked like an apple store in there right yeah it looked like that so it was hard to tell the color thing was surprising to me but like i remember at the time saying that it looked like i was looking through a low light camera right like a camera in low light which gets a little grainy like that's what it looked like to me but the picture quality and the uh, like the resolution and the responsiveness, I think is more important 
than the color accuracy. Mm-hmm. Like, yes. Yes. To get it to look like you're looking for for the only downside to be there's not enough color. It's a pretty good downside. Yes, <laughs> color's not going to make you motion sick. <laughs> exactly, mm-hmm. and like Neil, I did mention that like it can happen, right? And it, you know, it can happen. It can still happen. People need to just be aware that like you might surprise, you might get surprised. This thing about like the color and and, and so it kind of encapsulates the, the way that I feel about all of these reviews like i watched this one i watched joanna stern's i i still need i haven't i haven't looked at brian tongs yet because it's the longest but it's an hour I'm, <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm really excited to watch it but i, mm-hmm. I have not been able to do it because you know just the time that these came out and the time that we were recording but it kind of uh the color thing kind of encapsulates the way that i'm feeling about these reviews in general which is i 100 expected there to be downsides about this product like i did not think that it would be perfect by any stretch but the ways in which it is not perfect are the ways that i expected and the ways in which it is good are the ways that yes. i hoped yeah that's he's very this this michael guy is very good at summarizing things i'm good at headlines and and also summaries and y- you are you are one feature away <laughs> from being a chat gpt competitor my <laughs> friend <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, no i really liked uh, joanna's review because i think that review did a really good job at conveying what it feels like to use the Vision Pro in real life. And my favorite moment from the review, from the video, was when Joanna tried to cook while wearing the Vision mm. Pro. And the moment when I went, oh man, that's so sick. I, I cannot wait to get this device, was when she took the Crouton cooking app, excellent mm-hmm. app by, mm-hmm. by Devin Davis. Um, and you know she she put the timers like the mm. individual timers for different dishes for different uh, like um things that she was cooking uh, on the stove right above the pots mm-hmm. so that and that felt like the moment for me like yeah i mean maybe you're not supposed to well, to cook while wearing the vision pro but you look yeah. at that with it's cool <laughs> pieces of computer ui that are contextually placed on top of a real life object and you're like hmm, that's that's very cool that's very neat but then also little things like all right so you know neil i was like there's not really any window management i was like i expected that to be the case yeah but he's like oh but i can have like a million windows and i'm like yes yes <laughs> you know it's like it's like it's what i expected was there wasn't going to be great window management tools because there's not third-party ones and they're not going to allow that but what I was worried about is there might be like a three window safari limit, mm-hmm. right? But mm-hmm. he's got them everywhere. Yes. Or like when he's like, oh, bad news about the the uh, the Mac experience, only one win- one display. And it's like, I knew this, so I'm not bothered about that. But it's like, oh, but universal control works. I'm like, yes. Yeah. Right? Because yeah. this is a thing I didn't know. And I, the whole time I've been like, oh, I love my keyboards, but like they're not going to work because they're all mechanical keyboards that are plugged in by cables. It's like, but if they're connected to my Mac, it will work. And then I can use my nice keyboard with the Vision Pro at my desk. Like, Yeah. So, so the thing I posted on Mastodon and then I sent to you guys, uh, I, I wrote like, of all things, uh, I, I bet it's the Vision Pro that's going to make me a Mac user again. Mm-hmm. And so uh, that's something I, I was thinking while watching these videos. So the problem for me will be that the integration with the traditional computing platforms 
is going to be Mac only with the Vision Pro. You can only sort of transfer your Mac screen to the Vision Pro. You cannot do the same with an iPad Pro, which is a pretty big miss in my opinion. However, I want to see if maybe they could do the same with the next iPad Pro, although I doubt it. Ideally, I should be able to do what these reviewers have been doing with their MacBooks and view an iPadOS virtual display inside the Vision Pro, in Vision OS. Hmm. Right now, that's not possible. I wonder if it will be possible with the next iPad Pro, but I know that for now, I'm just going to use the MacBook Air more because that's the only sort of um, a non-Vision OS computer experience that I can see inside Vision OS. And sure, I mean, in, in, in proper lighting conditions, I guess I could just look at my iPad Pro's display. Mm-hmm. Uh, Neil I did this great test where he showed looking at the iPhone with proper lighting and it was fine um, via the video pass-through of the Vision Pro. And he could make out text and he could scroll. There was no latency. That was great. The system started struggling in low light, obviously. Um, so th- that is also something I'm thinking about. Like, well, if I'm using the Vision Pro at night, do I want to still turn on a light around me so to make sure that I don't run into, you know, blurry text or too much noise in video pass-through but still the idea of you can see your mac apps in a virtual mac desktop in vision os that's gonna make me use the macbook air a lot more unless that also becomes possible with ipad os i mean technically if you use a, a Vision Pro, you're still using an iPad. <laughs> like, <laughs> technically, technically, you know, like we could get this on a technicality b- if you want. B- big brain. You know, you don't need an iPad Pro and you're using <laughs> Vision OS. But they weigh the is. same. So it's it's the same experience. There you, you know? go. Yeah. Because, like, again, like with Neil, he mentioned in his review that Apple told him that Vision OS was based on iPad OS, which mm-hmm. I didn't remember this or i didn't know this like i i I feel like i could have assumed it but like for it to be said so clearly i guess it's important but my hope is though that that's the base and now it goes into its own like Mm -hmm. it continues going into places that are its own i don't want them to be tied together that's not that's not Mm. what i want Um, it really feels like vision os is the best possible version of ipad os today sure Mm -hmm. like as many windows as you want a way to view mac os and um, the same yeah. familiar app ecosystem, right? It's the ultimate version of iPadOS, but it's not I mean, on an well, iPad. Well, it's literally what you've been asking for for the last two, three years, right? Yes. These features on, on iPadOS. It's the ultimate version of iPadOS. Like, if you think about it right now, the Vision Pro is the real iPad Pro. The best, the best <laughs> iPad Pro is the one you have on your face, as this, yes, as they say. There's also that. See, that's also a very good headline. You two should, mm-hmm. you two should yeah. team up together and do a company, but not a podcasting one, one that writes headlines. Okay. For other web, new venture idea. Maybe I can be an editor for Project Tapestry in the future. Mm. Yeah, there you go. One thing that that I am worried about is text entry. Uh, I know you just mentioned the universal control stuff. The virtual keyboard kind of doesn't seem that awesome. Um, but then I was reminded of Federico's beloved 12 South accessory, the magic bridge where you snap yes. in a trackpad and keyboard together. And uh, I bought one and I have a trackpad on the way. I already have a spare keyboard 
I think it's going to be like my dedicated Vision Pro input system. So I can sit on the couch and have the mm-hmm. keyboard and trackpad all nice and neat. Yeah. Yeah. Um, on Mastodon, um, Kaustian, developer Kaustian, I don't remember uh, their name. Um, they're Kaustian on Mastodon as the username, posted this excellent guide. It's a GitHub link. Um, they did some truly astounding work in trying to find any good um, third-party keyboard trackpad combos that are not what you just mentioned, Stephen. Uh, an Apple Magic keyboard and an Apple Magic trackpad sort of tied together. Are there any third-party ways to have that sort of lap usage set up? And there is one way you guys are going to love it. The one way that is possible right now is <laughs> an old and discontinued bridge keyboard. Oh, um, no. <laughs> hold on, hold on, it gets better. That you can only get, I believe, from Amazon US. Specifically, it's the older version. The one with the weird hinges, with the weird like clips where you put yep. your iPad inside. Yep. So it's the 12.9 Pro Plus. It's not the Max Plus. It's the old Pro Plus model. And the reason is that keyboard, if you can get one from Amazon with the latest firmware. Remember, we've been over this before. The Bridge website <laughs> no longer offers a firmware update tool. So if you can get a unit from Amazon US that just so happened to have <laughs> the latest firmware, that keyboard has the wrong. proper trackpad descriptor that lets you use multi-touch gestures with Vision OS. Yeah, I'm pretty sure the best trackpad is Apple's trackpad, I think, is what we've yeah. learned from this. From <laughs> Honestly, this version. yes. But but all this to say, um, I am trying my luck with this method, with the, with the Kaustian method. I put in an order for an old oh, bridge keyboard. this is the person who... Uh, yeah, it's did... making the, 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 the HDMI over the uh, network stream. No, yes. isn't this the person who did the... Um... They were the first person that we saw that uh, took the Touch ID out of the... Oh, it's possible? Yeah. Yeah. Chaos does all Chaos kinds Tian. of cool things. Yeah. Yes, yeah. all kinds of cool things. Um, they're also making a cloud streaming gaming app for VisionOS. So wow. there's that. Yeah. Multi-talented. Um, yeah, so I am waiting for this old bridge keyboard from Amazon US. It's coming Monday. So oh, you I'll, I'll actually you... went for it. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know me, right? Um, I got to do it. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, but yeah, I was surprised by the that text input preview UI. I think that's something new that we hadn't seen before. Like when you're looking at your... Med- so if you're wearing the Vision Pro and you look down at a keyboard and you're typing on the keyboard, like a Bluetooth keyboard, for example, a little sort of contextual UI pops up above the keyboard to show you a close-up preview of the text you're entering. That's very nicely done. So last minute hype check. Do the reviews change how we feel about our pre-orders? Um, not really. I'm as excited. Um, uh, well, no, yes. I am more excited than before, I would say. Um, like Mike said, it is limited in the ways I thought it was going to be limited. It is expensive in all the ways I knew it was going to be expensive. And 
but it seems like it these reviews have removed the last doubts that I had in terms of how many windows can I open? Like, can I really fill my workspace all around me with windows all over the place? And I can do that. And that's, that made me more excited. Yes. I'm just as excited as I was before. It, it, it kind of hasn't, hasn't changed. Because my, my, I'm not really necessarily tied to like really feeling like this has to work. I'm just excited for the ride. Like yeah. that's kind of where I am. Like whatever ends up happening, I will say one thing that I was surprised about because my expectations are so low. Uh, I think the personas look better than I thought they were going to. <laughs> even when people were saying how bad they looked, I, I thought it was kind of impressive how much they looked like. So you know, there's a, a amongst a couple of reviews. There's like a call that happened between MKBHD, Neil Patel, and Joanna Stern, and like weird and wonderful things happened during that. But even though they didn't look right they did actually look like them, which is was very interesting to me. And there was a lot of weird stuff happening. Like maybe they can do something to try and make it better. But like I've been very down on it. So like that actually surprised me because it looked better than I thought. But yeah, in general, I am as excited as I was before. But I think of the three of us, Stephen was the least excited. So I think I'm, I'm, I'm actually pretty intrigued to know if, if your feeling mm. has been changed. I have more of a feeling of this is really cool tech, but I'm not sure what it's for yet. Like that feeling has been amplified <laughs> through this. Okay. Uh, so yeah, we'll, we'll see. I, I will say I found, like, found it very interesting that all the reviews I watched like talked or showed like, hey, you can bring a Mac into this. And like Federico said earlier, that's, that's really interesting. But we'll see. Uh, the hardware is very exciting. Uh, tune back in for the software, I guess. Mm-hmm. Well, that does it for this week. Next time we talk to you, we'll be we'll be changed people. Hey, maybe I don't know yet what's going to happen with my shipment. Yeah, I'll <laughs> we'll be a changed see. person. Uh, Mike will be a changed yeah. person. Yeah, Federico might be a very upset person. I may be. I may be a changed person with a, a much lighter wallet. So yeah, um, we'll see. <laughs> Well, until then, you can follow us all online. Federico is the editor-in-chief of MacStories.net. You can follow him on Mastodon as Vitici at MacStories.net and on threads as Vitici. That's V-I-T-I-C-C-I. You can follow Mike's work on other shows here on Relay FM. Seriously, go check out that Upgrade episode. You can also find Mike's work over at Cortex Brand. Mike is on Mastodon as iMike at Mike.social and iMike on threads. You can follow me as ISMH86 on threads or ISMH at eWorld.social on Macedon. I co-host Mac Power users here on Relay each and every Sunday, and my writing is over at 512pixels.net. I'd like to thank our sponsors this week, ZocDoc and Squarespace, and until next time, say goodbye. Arrivederci. Cheerio. Bye, y'all.